Where's our where's that link? Let me pull that link up real quick. What link? Welcome to yet another edition, We Won't Stop, this gravy train uh, of the Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your extremely good holiday friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. My name is Adam Fairholm, and uh, with me as uh, always is Mr. Douglas Klinger from not, not from New York City. He was for a while. They kicked him out. He didn't pass the cool test. He's back in south florida and uh with the air conditioning on how you doing doug can, can you hear the air conditioning no i can't I'm... but you were you were a little fr- you were wondering about that before can you hear the branches falling on my roof no my air conditioning <laughs> is loud okay i mean it's not preventing me from being super good but still keep keeping me from uh being i don't know it's very close it's just for this room man how, how are you doug i'm super good that's, that's good we're we're having a very windy day. I'm in uh, North Carolina, and uh, we have 100 foot trees on our right surrounding our house, that's, and that's, uh, that's... dropping branches. So if you hear any loud noises, that's what's going on. And if you hear the voice of Hannah Lux Davis, that's that's on purpose because she is our interview for this inter- this episode of Music Video Land. We are very excited. Um, I'm yeah. I will allow you to speak for me in this case because I am excited about it. Now, uh, Hanlux Davis is a director and editor in California, in Los Angeles, um, and works frequently with London Alley Entertainment uh, in, uh, as you might expect, London. And she's directed some of uh, our favorite music videos from this past year. Um, one of our favorites is Oath by Cher Lloyd, um, which is a fantastic music video, which we talk a lot about in the interview, um, as well as um, some great videos for, um, I have no clue how to pronounce her name, but Nire Aldai, like for Hella Bad and Inside Out, um, as well as recently Rum and Ray-Bans for Mr. Sean Kingston, and, uh, uh, Kingston, a uh, South Florida musician. Have, do you know him, Doug? Not personally. I, I didn't even know he was from South Florida, to be honest, but yeah, I know, he's, I think he's, I know he's a man. He did a song with Justin Bieber one time. Yes, he is a man. And um, it's a really interesting interview. But one of the the um, things to listen for is, uh, and we'll link to it in the show notes, is uh, f- something we've never seen before for the Oath video for Cher Lloyd, uh, Hannah Lux Davis. Didn't just put together a treatment; she put together an entire kind of fashion and visual style guide for the entire video, which is really interesting. Um, you, you know, just like me, I I do not give a lot of pause to fashion so when i look at a music video i think oh, it's just whatever they had on at the time or maybe a little <laughs> bit of styling but there is i mean we credit um you know a lot people who are wardrobe stylists who are customers and people who are you know really have put an attention to detail on the you know the look of what people are wearing which is really a, a huge part of the visuals on a lot of videos so we're going to get a little bit of a look into that and um, and uh, Han Lux Davis is really really uh, talented at um, y- you know making that happen and and you know planning out that aspect of a video. I agree. Continue to agree with that stuff. So 
look out for that when um and the second half of the podcast mm. the last podcast like, yeah the last podcast we just kind of sailed through and and i think people were confused so we got to go back to our our kind of structured overview i and, think we bre- i didn't i think we breezed through i don't think we sailed through it was more of a breeze through Okay, I can respect the, the small semantics in there. So we're excited to talk to Hannah Lux Davis in the second of the po- half of the podcast. But Doug, this is right now as we record this, it is late at night um, <laughs> because you know traveling and all that stuff for the holiday season. It is December twenty first, the day the world will end, and um, it is very close to Christmas, December twenty fifth. I'm a little upset that you went with the world will end joke, but we'll breeze through that. That wasn't a that wasn't a joke. I'm n- I'm not uh, gonna fall into that trap of all the people making the world end jokes. I do not enjoy any of them. There, it's it's any of them, any of them. No, there have been no clever ones. <laughs> everybody is there's like we, people should just everybody in the world should just get a thing like get a, a one they can copy and paste a <laughs> joke and then get it, it over with. Um, right. But that means that uh, there are. Uh, this is a really special time in the music video world because there are holiday music videos and i am always so excited for these and it just seems like in 2012 we have been blessed by blessed or berated however (laughs) by a just a a embarrassment of riches in terms of uh, holiday music videos Would, would you agree doug yes and i think we might have them slightly mislabeled in the site uh um we have a feature on our sites that you may not know about called lists and they're music video lists. And we have a, a list called Christmas music videos. And I think recently I've just put anything that's like winter themed with <laughs> presents and, and, and put it on that list. And uh, I, I think that maybe we should change the name. Um, uh, but yeah, there's been a lot this year. There's been a lot in that about 20 that I could kind of think off the top of my head uh, that have come out. And uh, yeah, so it's been it's been pretty heavy on that tip. Well, let's talk about a few of because okay, there's it runs the gamut here, right? There's a lot of like really like um, I don't want to call them sappy, but um, like kind of like sentimental videos. Um, but then there are there, there Christmas and the holiday season always seems to be a time when, and especially music videos, where just all caution is kind of thrown to the wind. And just some ridiculous stuff comes out. So we can go over a few of those. But one of the ones I really wanted to talk about is um, The Killers. Uh, because they released in 2000, or for this holiday season, uh, I Feel It in My Bones. Uh, which is a great video directed by Robishobo. And the interesting thing about The Killers is that they release and have since 2006 a, like a charity um, Christmas single every year. And this year they made a music video for it. They've made a few music videos in the past, but this is my my favorite one. Have you seen this one, Doug? Uh, yeah, no, I have seen it. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of Robishobo. And the thing that really I love about this video is that, um, and I love about holiday music videos is that the killers are so earnest and serious, and they bring that same earnest and seriousness to this video. And, you know, they bring the same elements that they usually do to their music videos to this music video. So it's about sort of like a Mad Max style Santa going out and finding people who are naughty and the band members of the killers are kind of tossing and turning in their bed. But when Brandon Flowers delivers the lyrics and, you know, it's the shot of him, you know, with this purple light bathed over him, it could be from any one of their videos for, you know, Battleborn. Um, they, They approach it with the exact same type of seriousness. 
And I think it's a really, uh, it's a great holiday music video. I think it's important uh, when making a holiday music video to approach it with that seriousness. And I think that oftentimes musicians will not. Um, For the most part, when you see a a, a holiday music videos are notoriously animated. And, you know, it's it's a built-in excuse that they're like, oh, well, there's so many animated Hollywood movies and we're just taking it from, from that. But, but it's just because they're lazy and they're (laughs) (laughs) because they just want to shove out an animated video because oftentimes it's the the shittiest, worst garbage animation that you'll ever see. Well, wait, hold on. Now a few days ago, baby, it's cold outside by she and him who you, uh, who is uh, Zoe Deschanel and, um, uh, him. him, Oh my God. Is is a name and is he has a great album, a few albums I love. M Ward. M Ward. He's he's a Connor Obris boy. Um so and uh and that is an animated music video. Did you would you put that in that same category? Uh I think that I think that maybe it started there. It, it's not it's not horrible animation. I think like for example, there was one that came out this year. It's it's Christmas time again by the Backstreet Boys, where I think it's just, <laughs> just nonsense garbage shit animation and uh like just like shoved out there so uh that probably fits into the category a little bit better than than baby it's cold outside and i also think that you you can be creative with a kind of a christmas animated music video and like the the corner ship every year so different which is kind of it is based on like themes of like 1950s and 60s kind of christmas christmas cards and stuff so um there is there is kind of like a a, a wide spectrum of uh, effort in them, but a lot of times they'll be animated and often they'll be lazy and shitty. So that's my take on that stuff. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. If you don't know she uh, she and him, obviously Zoe Deschanel, who is uh, a you know a principal cast member of the modern classic Elf, Christmas classic Elf, and mm-hmm. M Ward, who is uh, you might uh, not be familiar. With his work, I I don't know why I'm like addressing somebody. I'm like addressing my my like grandma. Like grandma, you might be not familiar with M Ward. <laughs> <laughs> you probably so if you know M Ward, you know M Ward. But anyway, they do usually in the She and Him albums. It's uh, Zoe Deschanel singing, but in this one, Baby It's Cold Outside is obviously a duet. But they switch it around so that the person who's getting date raped is the guy, and that the the um. And the, 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 the animation the... reminds me of the beginning of, like, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. They kind of do that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, they did this la- – the, the, the song came out last year, mm-hmm. and then the video came out this year. So Still milking it. Got to, yeah, got two goes out of it. And then this is also – not only is she in Elf, she sings this song, like, a ton of times in Elf. Like, that's – she, like, essentially saves the day at the end of the movie – by singing, oh wait, no, she sings "Santa Claus is Coming Down" at the end, but she she sings this song in the movie as well, and so um, uh, that's a that's I think is a triple milk, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say triple milk in, and and it's also maybe slightly disappointing because she and him have had some actual good music videos in their day, and um, and uh, I don't know, uh, this is a good music video. This one doesn't suck. I. I <laughs> I'm gonna firmly say that this one is this one is not lazy, uh, but it's just I just think that it's it's on thin ice and that is a pun. Uh, 
Now, it's, th- there's, it's there's, on the dice by doing an animated Christmas-related music video. But but I actually think it's good. It is a good music video. Now, there's one that fits into the. There's always a few that fit into the WTF category for me, and one of them is uh, "Sleigh Ride" by Carmen, by directed by um, Matt Stewick. Stowski, sorry. Have you seen this one, Doug? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, you. So you have a. You have some opinion on this one. Well, I just Not have. That you a don't general... have opinion on other ones. But you see... <laughs> and I have a general. <laughs> I have a general disposition on Carmen as well. So. Um, not a fan of Carmen. No, not even a little bit. And we get into. And the reason why is because they just they because the the lady in Carmen is an over camera mugger, and we actually get into some camera mugging discussion in the Hannah Lux Davis interview coming up in a few minutes. But uh, um, I just think she's too over the top with her mugging. And um, well, and, okay, so, so this video was interesting to me because it it you know I, I saw the video initially and I thought this has to be some sort of ad because it looks like an ad right i mean it, it looks like a target ad maybe it's the red and white that's throwing me off but it's just weird that like the beginning of the video they they say like we're home yeah, they're like we're coming home from the holidays it, it like, specifically shows them like un, kind of like coming in and, and it's just them in a room basically right it's like Wearing we're coming home for the holidays for like a hall for like to sit in a room but the other thing that really um struck me is that uh amy from carmen uh is the lady obviously of the duo, and um, she has a very distinct hairstyle. The uh, she has a name that she calls it some some something crazy. I don't remember, but uh, her hair is down, and she's difficult to recognize. So it just makes it an odd video for that reason. Um, and I just felt like the 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 diff- the styling of her it it, it kind of dis- diminished her powers of mugging. There was just mm. not enough. Makes her trying too hard when she doesn't have like the Nicolas Cage bird hair going on. Exactly. And I don't think it's called the Nicolas Cage bird hair. Do <laughs> That's what I call it. But though. there's a video where she explains how to how to do it. I think Ooh, it's called that's... a suicide roll. Mm, I, mm, that's great info. Can we talk about some of the good good holiday slash Christmas music videos from if, the year? So if, you're ta- we... if you're talking about this Christmas by CeeLo Green, then I'm 100% behind you. Mm, I'm not talking about this Christmas by <laughs> yeah, CeeLo Green. So what are, your, what are your good ones? Uh, although Silent Night was one of my picks of the week uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think my... My favorite, uh, among my favorite Christmas slash holiday related music videos ever would have to be Peppermint Tint by Riff Raff, directed by Matthew Bowman, mm. who is definitely a friend of the site. And and there's actually a video chats about this video on the blog if you go look right now. So go look at the blog right now and you'll see a video chats about Peppermint Tint if you want a little bit more about it. But if you know anything about Riff Raff, you know anything about the work of Matt Bowman, um... I really don't need to explain much, uh, but but uh, it's just crazy, ridiculous riff raff. We'll just watch the video. That's the one I like, though. How do you feel about this one? Oh, I love it. I mean, anything riff raff is in. I was I I cried. A, I I mean, there were tears of sadness uh, when the video riff raff was in. But the farm, we are farmers. We are farmers. <laughs> taken that, down. It's they uh, actually. That's a Three Loco song, and, and this is not really Christmas or music video related, but it is kind of about that. They changed the name of that song. Three Loco came out with an EP a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that, that song is now called We Are Llamas. <laughs> and they, the best, and they, just, yes. they just took, the, they just took the, um, like the sample completely out. 
and so ah uh, well then never mind yeah. so I, I can talk about one i mean and by the way we should also preface this by saying that both of our picks of the week are christmas themed so our absolute favorites are being saved to the end um i hope right Doug? yeah uh but um one that uh, that i would say i would put in the good section is uh this christmas by CeeLo green and CeeLo green i'm i'm generally very against artists just randomly doing a christmas cd unless you're unless you're like a um like a, a judy garland or a michael buble who are holiday and or like holiday singers basically um but CeeLo is just so ridiculous in his own right that I think it, it works. <laughs> and um, this Christmas, you know, I had seen it on the site. And I saw it on – you added it on the list, Doug. But I actually sat down and watched it earlier today. And it is just nonstop, like four minutes of absolute mindfuck. Yeah. Oh, it sure is. And it, I'm not just talking about, like, you know, kooky situations. I'm just – I'm talking about just, like, the absolute, you know, you are scratching your head as to who – put this together um, it's it's a little bit of animation and a little bit of um uh you know live action with CeeLo but we're talking about elements like the the I'll give you a perfect example because there's too many to mention right here but there's different layers to this kind of like insanity with music videos and so the first layer here is that you see CeeLo being filmed by a camera person, ostensibly the director of photography. And the person is an eagle. <laughs> and you sort of see, in the beginning, you sort of see like a silhouette and you're like, is that an eagle filming? And it's just like in the corner. And then later on, you have like a really clear picture of the eagle like looking through. You see the full body of the eagle looking through the viewfinder. And you're like, okay, that's an eagle filming. Now I'm starting to get a little weirded out, but then the, the but then the third layer of insanity comes on when there's like this just like zoom in shot to the camera, and the camera says eagle vision. <laughs> That's the sort of thing we're dealing here with, and it's just and nonstop it's, the whole I video. Think, I actually think it's important to note that CeeLo has like six Christmas music videos from this year. <laughs> He's he did one with the Muppets. Uh he did one he did one where there's sexy ladies dressed as Santa just running down the road. And and uh this uh this Christmas is complete by far the best. By far and away the best. It is so, a complete utter insanity. Yeah. Yeah it's the best. So gotta love gotta love Christmas. Now you mentioned Doug earlier uh, camera mugging Amy from Carmen, one of our absolute champion, A-plus number one camera muggers. Uh, our interview for this week, Can Lux Davis has directed a music video, which I would say is up there for the best camera mugging videos of the year, and that is Oath by Cher Lloyd. Quality camera mugging, not annoying camera mugging. No, 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 very quality camera mugging. We're both big fans of that video. And um, so we're going to talk to Hannah Lux Davis about uh, the Oath Cher Lloyd video, as well as some of her other previous work, as well as you know how she approaches music videos and a little bit about her career. There's a lot of really interesting, unique stuff in here. And I would highly recommend taking a look at the show notes. We've got a link to uh, the sort of flat fashion slash style guide for the Oath Cher Lloyd video as well as um, her link to on IMVDB with her video, um, video director videography and um, some other pieces in there. Definitely check out the Cher Lloyd um, Oath video and, um, and a few of those links. So uh, here it is, our interview with uh, director, music video director, Hannah Lux Davis.
Well, I'm Hannah Lux Davis, and I'm a director, editor, and photographer. And I used to do makeup, and I still kind of do. Nice. That is a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you used to do makeup, and you have a really extensive makeup music video um, uh, resume. How did you How did you come to be a director from from being a makeup artist? What was that transition like? Well, um, I went to film school first, and I was kind of not wanting to do like roles on set, like PAing or anything like that. So I was like, well, if I'm not directing and I'm not editing, what can I do on set? So I kind of just fell into doing makeup because I had always kind of had a knack for it and enjoyed it. Like I remember in high school, I would do my friend's makeup for prom and I would like have people come over with like time slots and like, you know, schedule <laughs> it out. And so I was pretty hardcore about that. And then, um, so after film school, um, I was PAing for about a year and a half on music videos and commercials. And then I was like, okay, this is not a good way for me to necessarily learn um, what I wanted to learn, which is like more creative stuff. And I found that just doing makeup was a better way to talk to the director and to people um, about the creative side of things and kind of feel more like the treatment and just get into it on a creative level as opposed to like, go get coffee, go get lunch, you know, type of thing. So um, then I went to makeup school when I was 21. And um, I did music videos with all my music video friends that I went to film school with. And then I found myself um, on set with um, Wayne Isham for Kelly Clarkson. What was that video? My Life Would Suck Without You. Okay, yeah. I did key makeup on that just because a friend of mine who was a big makeup artist in music videos and commercials couldn't be there. And so randomly I was her replacement. I don't know how that managed out because she was like – you know, pretty high-end makeup artist. And then um, I ended up talking to the director's personal assistant, who um, is Spence Nicholson. And from there, Spence and I were talking a lot, and we're like, whoa, we're writing on a lot of the same stuff. At that point, um, I should backtrack. At that point, I kind of had a little bit of representation as a director. I was with a company called Boulevard, and um, which is still around, and with Craig Bernard and from talking with Spence a lot, we just sort of became friends. And then I started doing makeup on his music videos. And then that led me to Luga at London Alley. And then from London Alley is when like kind of things started taking off for me more as a director. And, um, yeah, I still continue to do makeup on music videos and I have done a lot of commercials and music videos doing makeup. And that just kind of led me to meet, people in the industry that I hire, like stylists, choreographers, dancers, models for my photo shoots. It was just kind of like a good link for me in the industry just to meet people that like, you know, had great energy and were creative and down to do fun work. And then so. you mentioned you mentioned that you don't, you know, you don't really do, you kind of do makeup now. Are you doing that on your own shoots? Is that, is that what that means by kind of doing it now? Kind of doing it meaning, is meaning that I just I'm really busy with directing and editing, to where I don't really need to do it anymore. Makeup for me was kind of like a side gig to sort of like make money and um, to meet people. And now it's not even necessarily a good look for me to be doing makeup on music videos sometimes because they know me as a director, and then they see me you know doing makeup on like the dancers. They're like, wait, what? It's kind of weird. <laughs> Commission especially like 
who could potentially be hiring me for a next video, but then they meet me as a makeup artist. It's not the best look. So I kind of just been lucky enough to where I'm really busy with directing and editing to where I don't need to take those jobs and I pass on them and refer makeup artist friends to them. But um, I actually do do makeup on a lot of my own shoots for photography or for like fashion any sort of fashion shoots because it's normally like either a low budget thing or something that's more of a passion project. And if it's a passion project, I'll definitely do makeup. Um, but I definitely have like a good little package going in terms of I get hired to do promo photos for artists and they love that I do makeup and they, you know, they like my makeup work. So they'll hire me to do makeup and do the photos. So it's like a better deal for them and for me. So I, I really enjoy doing that because then I kind of get to do like, the artist development side of things, which is something I really enjoy. You mentioned, yeah, the, the, the package kind of aspect of that, because, you know, you're the first director that we've come across where we, we've seen materials like, um, you know, I'm thinking of the Cher Lloyd oath style guide, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, is really involved. It's, you know, this multi-page document with you know all these you know visual references for for fashion and things like that mm -hmm. i mean when you do something for is that i guess the question is is that um something that is done in the industry or is that something you're coming into and saying you know i'm going to not only handle the directing side but i'm going to get really involved in the fashion really involved in the style here yeah that last part is exactly it i kind of um, I kind of like to have a really heavy hand in the styling and um, just with the few videos I've done that are on the bigger side of things that's really gone over well with commissioners labels you know management the fact that I do take the time and really put forth effort in style and you know glam looks like it's something I feel like I'm good at with my makeup background and um, you know just being a girl interested in fashion I guess um, it is something that is pretty different. I don't know. I get kind of told all the time, like, oh, I don't know anybody who puts that much effort into, you know, reference photos for styling and glam, you know? So I'm kind of, I need to like keep up with that because it's sort of becoming a bit of a, you know, a trademark, I guess, that is kind of expected. And another thing that uh, we've read about uh, fashion associated with you is that you, you, you say that you, you wear things that, are used to reflect the shoot. And I was wondering what kind of benefits you've seen in, in, in doing that. Um, I would say uh, it kind of pumps everybody up and also trust. Because if I show up to set and I'm, you know, dressed in something really, you know, boring or like really, really laid back, it sets like a tone of like, I don't necessarily care. Or if I give a suggestion, they may not give as much respect to it. Because, you know, they're like, whoa, look at her. She's, you know, what she doesn't have great style of her own. But if I show up, like, looking sharp on top of my game in terms of what I'm wearing, for some reason it just translates better um, to anybody I'm working with. For a good example of this, I did a um, – I directed three spots for Nordstrom and Soul Society. Soul Society is a shoe line sold online. And um, on the shoot days when I actually finally met the makeup and hair person that was – doing our one model we had like 15 different outfit changes that day and I met him for the first time on set and he as soon as I started talking to him he's like oh well you're all done up I love your eye makeup like you know your hair looks nice he was he kind of looked at me and then was like she knows what she's talking about I'm gonna listen to her so I feel like that kind of um you know goes a little 
you know, farther than most people think. I mean, I guess right now, because I'm not like a big director, you know, so down the line, it probably could be like, oh, she can wear whatever she wants. But <laughs> at the beginning, while I'm starting out a bit, like right now, I feel like dressing the part really makes a difference. And I actually got um, inspired to do that a little bit by Floria Sigismondi. I used to intern for her back when she did Christina Aguilera's Hurt video, which was an amazing experience. But oh, wow. that, yeah, that was a four day shoot, believe it or not. And um, every day she kind of just wore something that kind of felt like she could be in the music video. And that always kind of resonated with me. And um, it was just, it was a lot of fun to sort of watch that process. And See that. But see, you mentioned, you know, I was looking at your the the makeup resume. And you you mentioned um, Wayne Isham and um, um, Spence Nicholson, and you know, you also worked with like you know Dugan O'Neill and Jason Goldwatch and Alan Ferguson, and a lot of you know, uh, you know, big name directors. And you mentioned you got to interact with them. Was there anything you learned from them in the way they kind of conducted a music video set that you took to heart when you started directing music videos? I think Alan Ferguson is a great director when it comes to direction and in terms of glam and style. He's like one of the few directors I know who actually looks at every person that goes on frame be way like before they step out there. Like any extra or like dancer, he'll look at every outfit, every bit of hair and makeup and he'll and he'll want it changed before they come to set if he doesn't like it. And like and I took that and I was like, Okay, you know, like that works, you know, he's able to get his vision across to every person on screen. And um, and then there's some directors who just don't really care or don't really give any reference photos or any sort of inspiration. And um, so as a makeup artist, I was kind of left to do whatever I felt was right. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of learned you know, giving glam lots of notes was good because there's been many times where I haven't been give, given any notes. And it's been like figuring things out on the day of. And I don't know, I guess it's just a preference of like what you're shooting and the type of director because everything always kind of works out. I just like to go in knowing what, you know, having my makeup artist and glam team knowing what they're going to be doing before they go. So. No, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the Cher Lloyd Oath video. Mm -hmm. um, we both are really big fans of that, at that video for a number of reasons, but I, I, I wanted to... Um, uh, you know, get a sense from you of, you know, you, we've seen the, the style guide that you put together f um, f for the fashion. I wanted to get a sense of what the, um, you know, conceptual process for that video was like, because Cher Lloyd's an artist who has, you know, very specific goal. She's um, coming over from England trying to break into the U.S. market. This is her second, you know, U.S., big U.S. video over here. So you, mm. you know, must have had some sort of influence from the label and her handlers as well, as well as your vision. How did, how did that all come together for, for that video? Yeah, well, and thank you for liking it. I'm glad you guys do. <laughs> um, it, so that one sort of came about style-wise. Um, well, we were kind of given like general notes in terms of we want her to look like her best she's ever looked. You know, that's all <laughs> like I guess a main note. And then um they would show me pictures of stuff that she had done that they didn't like. 
And then really, I just wrote my concept based on, you know, after numerous phone calls and, you know, kind of creative talks with the commissioner and and share herself. I had a conversation with her to kind of get a vibe idea of what they were going for. And so after I found out, you know, that they wanted to be young, but still, you know, edgy, that was sort of like the main note. And then from there, I wrote my concept, you know, starting from the school and going to the beach, you know, kind of a little stop somewhere in between. When I'm talking with the stylist, I kind of just give her, okay, we're going to do four looks. And this is kind of what I'm thinking for this. This is kind of what I'm thinking for this. This is kind of what I'm thinking for this. And I knew that there's going to be a school and, you know, a separate performance, you know, not in any specific location, just sort of like a backdrop location. And then ending at the beach and then, you know, one other outfit just for fun. So the school one, I wanted it to be kind of preppy, edgy, and um, I gave lots of photos for that. And then I knew that there was sort of like a retro element about Cher that was really um, strong and like a part of her style that everybody really liked and wanted to really bring out. So sort of like a retro swimsuit was something that we had kind of discussed. And the stylist actually made that one um, like a custom swimsuit for her so that was kind of cool and that was actually the, the first swimsuit that Cher ever wore that uh, was there's a, I'm sorry th- th- there's a there's another concept um in this video that that's done really well and, and Adam and I talk about it a lot on the on the site and that's uh camera mugging and that's what we mean by that is basically uh you know kind of getting the artist's personality across during the performance you know the, the performance portions of the video and about those performance portions. I was wondering, you know, what what kind of direction are you giving? You know, an artist like Cher, are you, are you giving her, you know, like a, are, are you working with her a lot, or is she kind of coming with with a lot of that that kind of personality with her as soon as the camera gets turned on? Uh, that's a good question. For Cher, it was more of a, um, I mean, she she brings it. She brought it. Like as soon as the camera was on, her per- her personality like really shined through and her quirkiness and her cutesy you know you know she's pretty on but to sort of get specific moments like oh share that looks great when you do that do more of that that's something that you know i kind of had to focus on with her more than you know more energy you know really bring it like that was something i had to tell her but um you know, telling her specifically like, oh, it looks really good when you lean on the car this way with your hands right here because I'm looking at frame and I can see what's, you know, pleasing, you know, for her body like that way. Now, I'm wondering what uh, your treatments are or look like or composed like because you mentioned you've done, you've done, you know, rock videos and some really fantastic ones. I'm thinking like the Twin Atlantic, what is like, where is laughter, which is a really, you know, it's, it's tough to do, you know, uh, I, th- I think a, a rock video and add that kind of narrative element and make it really work in that video. Yeah, that one was make... tough. <laughs> What's that? That one was tough. Um, and, you know, make it work like that. And then and then you have, you know, the, like the, uh, you know, the Cher Lloyd video where there are, you know, there's a little bit of a narrative element. But there's there's more tableau to it. What, so when you are doing a, a treatment, um, you know, what do your treatments look like? Are they, are they visu- very visually or, or oriented? Yes, they're extremely. My treatments are extremely visually oriented, because treatments are supposed to be like a visual representation in a way of what you 
are setting out to shoot. And so when somebody sees your treatment and they have a reaction and they're like, oh, I like these pictures. I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten booked on a job just because my treatment had pretty pictures. <laughs> they're like, okay, we'll go with her. We'll talk to her. If we don't like this idea necessarily, at least she has the vision and at least she has like a good idea of where we're going you know, visually with the artist that we can kind of just talk to her about an idea. And um, there's been, for Rocket to the Moon, I remember I did that video and like after the video was awarded, we were talking about the treatment, the band and I during the fitting. And they're like, and so I remember my executive says, you know, choose the treatment. Like, what was it that drew you to this idea? And they're like, actually, we usually like the pictures. And so <laughs> like stuff like that, it, it happens all the time. And um, I'm somebody who really spends a lot of time on the treatments. Actually, not, not like, I'm not, I've actually gotten faster at my treatments in terms of, the, um, you know, making the display of them all. But I take the time just to make them look good and, you know, well-written, that kind of is a weakness of mine. I'm not the best, I'm not the best writer, but I'll make it look good. And, um, you know, and show as many visuals as I can, because I feel like that's really what, um, the artist is more drawn to is like, Oh, that's a really pretty image. You know, I, I read an interview from you where you said that, uh, you, you mentioned that you, you think uh, music videos are a dying breed. And, and, you know, you've been someone who've, you know, even prior to directing, as you mentioned, you, you've worked a lot in, in music videos, doing makeup and, and, and other things on them. I, I wonder if you could elaborate a little bit on uh, about that, on, on what you think you mean, or excuse me, what you mean by, you know, music videos being a dying breed. Well, I said that a while ago. I don't really think music videos are dying anymore. I think, if anything, they're more on the rise. I feel like people are paying attention to them more and, um, People are getting really excited about them because they're so easily accessible online. It's not like you're waiting for the music video you want to watch to show up on MTV anymore. You can just go and find it on YouTube really easily. And, you know, sources like Vivo and whatnot have, like, really good quality. And it's all music videos and it's all your artists that you want on there. And it's really easy to watch music videos nowadays. And, um, you know, you get so many hits more than, you know, somebody would watch it on TV so I don't think they're dying. I just think they're changing. I feel like a couple of years ago, they weren't as big as they are now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Because, uh, you know, we've definitely seen, you know, just doing this podcasting, a, a big rise and just the number coming out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, has and has anything that – have you seen a change in, in, even in, like, you know, the last two years or so? in, you know, the frequency frequency of work or even, you know, the, the budgets of the work that you're seeing? Have you seen a change in music videos lately? Um, I don't really have the best gauge on budgets because I've, I'm still a pretty new director. And so I'm not really the best person to ask about that. But I, know, I do know that I have, like, all my friends in the music video industry are constantly busy. Like, there's constantly videos being made, like, all the time. That's I good. Mean, it's, it's, I mean... And that's like the world I'm sort of in is music videos. I'm, you know, all my friends are like doing big music videos right now. So, but in terms of budgets, I can't really tell you if they've gone up or down in the past couple years. I know that the budgets I'm writing on and the treatments I'm writing are for budgets that are bigger than I was writing on two years ago. But that's just me personally. But you you do see that that path kind of towards upward mobility in the industry. Oh, definitely. I really feel like music videos are on an upward path. <laughs> Now, I wanted to ask just an, uh, another thing about um, the color in your videos because, you know, in all your videos, you know, there's always a really kind of 
um, vibrant color palette, whether it's you know trending one way or or the other. Um, do you um, when you're editing? Do you work with uh, a colorist? Do you work on the color yourself, or and if so, do you do you work with somebody um, um, f- frequently? How do you handle the, the color side of the production process? Um, color is something that's really really fun for me. I love a video that has great coloring. Like I, I really feel like a good color palette and just good coloring is just really what polishes it off and makes it feel really solid. So coloring is very important to me. Um, my regular guy that I go to, his name is Marshall Plant at Entropic in LA. And he's really, really great. He's He'll give me like like for a scene, he'll give me like five options for something and then we'll, you know, we'll pick the one we think is the best and like we'll push it even further. And the last video I did, um, or a video I did with him that I, is a good example of that in terms of really pushing something was the Nyre all day video for Inside Out. If you watch that video, it's like every color. <laughs> it's like such a rainbow of color and there's like a pink sky. It's, it's pretty crazy. But I think, um, videos you know they're supposed to be fun they're supposed to be colorful and you know people want to see eye candy and you know really depending on the artist there's some videos that i think look great you know that are more like black and white or just more desaturated but personally my style is really colorful and um, i've always been that way um and i read on twitter that you do a great killer's impression i just was curious as to what that person (laughs) meant by that is that a Brandon? Is that a, like a Brandon Flowers impression? Impression. <laughs> well, okay. There's a few bands that I just really imitate well, <laughs> and the Killers. You know, he has like really strong vibrato. Mm. Um, I'm not like the biggest fan of the Killers. I used to be, but um, I feel like their vocals kind of take me out of the song sometimes. But um, yeah, I can do a really good Killers impression. Where did you lose them at? Did you lose them at uh, Battleborn or before then? Before then, I, I think I liked them a lot in like 2005, and then I kind of fell off. Okay, I think you're in the majority there, definitely. Um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, because you're the, I was like, I've heard so many impressions of different singers, and I've, Brandon Flowers is one that I've never heard. Is it is it possible to hear any of that? or? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the next interview. There's there's one thing that I noticed that popped up this year. They're not Christmas music videos per se, but they're videos that come out on official Vivo sites that are just singles, pop songs, timed to Christmas light displays. And I've seen these, uh, Adam, I sent you these, bef- I sent you a couple examples of these. Um, you've seen people do these in real life, uh, but never have I seen them from an official Vivo account. And I saw one of those recently and uh, pretty, it upset me a lot. How do you feel about that? I'm trying to figure out why it uh, upset you. It it upset me because the same reason why the animated, uh, the concept of an animated Christmas music video kind of on the surface upsets me and it just seems pretty lazy. And uh, it's essentially like, it, it, like a half at, like even, even less effort than in a lyric music video. 
then and um it's well, also just really annoying <laughs> can that be no enjoyment can that be a reason can that be a reason that could be a reason i i mean i mean there is some work being put into kind of timing all the christmas lights to this it's just a computer program that you can download now that's all it takes you you just plug in your lights and uh and you you're get directly a, in your computer I mean, I don't know if you plug it. I mean, maybe, like, I don't know if it's a computer program or if it's just, like, a piece of hardware that you plug in through a USB and then you plug all your uh, Christmas lights. Essentially, there there isn't that much effort involved, is my point. It reminds me of the uh, Rock of Fire explosion. Did you ever see that documentary? No. About the, remember the guy, this is, like, back in 2007, when um, he used to, the of Fire explosion where kind of, like if in the 80s and early 90s, if you went to like a pizza place, a showbiz pizza, mm-hmm. um, and they were like the animatronic band. Mm-hmm. And they made this documentary about the guy who kind of like was obsessed with these guys and, and bought, um, you know, and put together, a, you know, original set of these and then would program them to sing like current pop songs. So <laughs> they sang like um, London Bridge by Fergie. And a few other ones, and he used to put the videos online. I can't find them anymore. But they all—they, I'm going on a tangent here. But they—they they, um, make an appearance in the um, MGMT video for uh, Electric uh, Feel. Feel Electric Feel. Anyway. Hmm. hmm. I don't. I don't realize. I don't. I. I missed how you got here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what we, things... we've gone into the woods, but we can get out easily by picks of the week. What do you say? Yeah, right, right. You know how we, yeah, we should. <laughs> nope, still in the woods. Um, <laughs> what's your pick of the week? It's got to be Christmas related, right? So, what do you got? I'm so excited for yours. Do you, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Or? No, you should go first. Okay, well, just... I can't, I can't, uh, I can't uh, take credit for mine because you sent it to me, but it is. Um, it's the thing that's given me joy this Christmas season, and that is simply titled Christmas by the rapper formerly known as Krispy Kreme, currently known as Froggy Fresh. And, um... I'm so happy that you knew he changed his name already, because I thought I was going to have to tell you about that, but you knew already that he's oh, Froggy no, Fresh yeah. now. No, I do my I do my research. And, um... Krispy Kreme is, 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 is or Froggy Fresh now. But you can find him on the site as Krispy Kreme because at the time he was uh, um, and Moneymaker Mike too, who has not changed his name as far as I know. Uh, he is he makes raps and they're it's it's difficult to describe because they are not obviously kind of straight raps, but he is not sort of it's not like you know Lonely Island style stuff where it's obviously comedic. But in this um, Christmas rap, uh, Mr. Krispy Kreme. Uh, goes down the list of the things he would like for Christmas on his list, which um, I'd say 90% of them involve uh, the wrestler John Cena, and such as an action figure or poster, and the rest wrestler wrestler slash actor wrestler slash actor very important, and um, slash he also, rapper he, also, so. he raps as well. Yeah, yeah, he does, especially when he wrestles. And the the joy from this becomes from the just the, the absolute kind of straight delivery and the absolute earnestness of this video. That he has a partner who never raps, but actually mouths some of the words for this. Um, and his name is, uh, as I mentioned before, Moneymaker Mike. And he just stands in a Santa costume, just sort of looking dejected the entire time. 
and uh, and Krispy Kreme is dressed as an elf. And he just raps about the things that he wants, which, like I said, are, um, you know, basically products with John Cena on it, pajamas, a lunchbox, um, etc. It's it's very difficult to describe, but, you know, it's one thing I really recommend this holiday season is you gather your family around. And you might watch a movie. I know in my family everybody wants to watch uh, um, The Born with Bing Crosby. <coughs> but... Uh, I think that's instead, national. That's National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Right, exactly. Uh, but I think you should turn on Christmas by Krispy Kreme. I think mean, you should all just have a moment together, make it a tradition. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to. People are trying to make an Elf on the Shelf happen this year. Uh, make a Christmas by Krispy Kreme your family tradition. And that's my pick of the week. We'd help. I don't know who it's directed by. Christmas probably by Krispy. <laughs> it's directed by the tripod on the other side of the room uh, that they set up. Uh, one thing that you um, – two things. Mm. One, um, I don't think you mentioned that Krispy Kreme is a great rapper. He is. He is a great rapper. He's That's a great the rapper. It's part, like very, yeah. very simple, the things that he's saying and stuff, but like the cadence and the delivery and, and, the, and, he's, and the creativity – all there and um, well i think that's it's uh, uh a sign of that is the fact that one of the items he wants for christmas is a cd he already owns which is nas um was it called illuminatic Il- no yeah illmatic right Il-matic, Il- right right so uh um right and so the, the second thing it's 80 percent john cena because one is illmatic and one is butts uh girl butts nice <laughs> no cute girls with cute cute butts that was number two so all the rest i think you named 10 things eight were john cena related so <laughs> Great pick, excellent pick. Yeah, if you if you guys don't know much about Krispy Kreme, look into it because he's where it's at. He's where it's at. It's uh, great. He has. I mean, if you on Spotify, he has quite a few songs on Spotify. <laughs> and um, why are you laughing at Spotify? I'm not laughing at Spotify. I'm laughing at the fact that he has songs on Spotify. It just like further <laughs> exemplifies the fact that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's actually a funny. It's it's um. To the the album, if you go on our site and you see the Spotify link right there, that's we don't do that. That's actually I, I just wrote something that searches Spotify and then returns just the first thing. And Spotify searches so good that it's ninety nine point nine percent of the time we don't have to do anything. It just picks the right song. Um, so whenever there's not a Spotify thing, I kind of, that's like a cue to me to do to kind of dig a little deeper. But I was surprised to see like this song. I was like, no way, it's gonna have a Spotify link, and that's right there. Popped right up, anyway. no problem. Uh, so you're, I'm sorry, Doug. Your pick of the week. I'm, I'm... I my pick of the week, in also has a Spotify link. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, shockingly enough, uh, Adam's very familiar with this video. It was this is the first time that we're going to have a video pick of the week again because my pick of the week, Judy Pancoat, House on Christmas Street. Mm. I think oh, that... Oh, wow. We went the whole podcast without mentioning this. Almost. Almost. If not for me. Not for me. Because we, we stuck to 2012. Um, this music video is made by my mom's friend, Judy Pancoat. Uh, <laughs> she's, not really my, she's not really my mom's friend, but she may as well be. Because, <laughs> because she's essentially just like a middle-aged lady in a red coat in her neighborhood uh singing about a house on christmas street um she hit you know she hits all the necessary notes uh you know necessary uh elements of a christmas song she talks about snow and reindeer and 
uh, Jesus. So she hits all the key points, and um, she, she's got a, fi- a fine voice. And um, uh, her nose a little rosy, probably clo- cold out. But uh, this is just an absurd example of YouTube uh, right here of like people who I don't understand why they've decided at this point in their life to put themselves out there um, <laughs> as a singer. Maybe she, the station. Yeah, maybe she's uh, she sings in a different different places and has brought her talents to YouTube. Like I said, she's it's not like she's completely diluted she's got a nice voice maybe she sings in her church or something but uh um uh who am i to judge though let's see because this video's got two hundred thousand hit views and that's way more than anything i've ever made so who uh, she beats me and she's got songs on spotify so um I, i'm sitting on a <laughs> i'm sitting on a throne of garbage because <laughs> Because she's way more successful than any of the things she's tried. Uh, and I've made a Christmas song, so uh, I guess I'm going to shut up and just direct you to this music video. Judy Pancoat, The House on Christmas Street. Uh, Doug Clicker, Pick of the Week. Now, I have a... And um, it should be noted that Judy Pancoat doesn't... Sometimes you go on Spotify, and actually... And years ago, I made a documentary, and my brother made a soundtrack, a great soundtrack for it. And I put it up on... Uh, one of those things that uh, the services that gets you on, you know, iTunes and stuff. And his album is on Spotify, so it's just from Derek Fairholme. Uh, Paul Michael soundtrack shows up. So, you know, sometimes you'll search for people and um, they'll have, like, one or two songs. Um, and you and you kind of know that, that they maybe were, like, using a service like... Uh, I can't remember the tune core or something like that. But Judy Pankos has a lot of stuff going back to like 2005. It, she, she looks like somebody who like moon, who's moonlighting singing and like works in like a dentist's office as like a, somebody who like checks in and like, you know, the person that leads you to the room. Um, mm-hmm. But she does, she has like full albums. Um, and probably in an, an AA degree, it seems like you're suggesting. Possibly, yeah. I mean, that yeah. could come in handy. It's a good fallback career. Um... But the, the thing that gets me about this video is that it's it's basically there's one concept. The, the, the treatment for this video was Judy, you're in front of a house, basically. That's there's not with, even with a, with Christmas lights, right? But the thing is that the, so a lot of it comes from her. The funniness comes from her her performance. There's also a um, line in it where she's like talking about Thanksgiving, and the line is we as we digest our turkey. And it just is such awkward. It's just awkwardly placed in the song, and it's just I just crack up at that point every time because it's you, so you, you don't want to say we don't enjoy sp- our turkey or something like that. Digesting sounds like it's just the grossest. Medical. It's the grossest word <laughs> in that you you don't ever want to sing about digestion unless you're teaching like third graders about digestion through song. Like that is the only <laughs> the only time that the word digestion should be ever harmonized. So. uh Shame on you, Judy. So that's it. and it's bringing me back to last year. We we had our Christmas uh, talked about Christmas music videos last year, but I I have to say, Doug, you know the whole music video community is just uh, is is blessed by the number of uh, Christmas mu- holiday music videos this year. It's been a it's been a great year for that. Yeah, I've been really proud of it. And we're proud here too. We're IMDb IMVDB is nothing if not proud. Um, <laughs> And we'd be proud if you opened up your browser this Christmas, pointed yourself at IMVDB, 
and click the like button up on the top right. Easy yeah. on Facebook and down at the bottom. We've got a link to Twitter, two of the places where we post stuff. Um, and you can go into, into the podcast section for this episode and find a lot of the links we've talked about, including the videos that we've talked about and uh, the videos that uh, Hannah Lux Davis has directed as well. But um, I guess this is our this is it's twelve forty one on December twenty first. So I guess can I? I don't. I don't want to look on Twitter at all the two, at all the two thousand. Mm, don't even. Don't even. It's don't it's even it's just it's 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 going to be one of those things where it's just all day. Mm. Well, I hope everybody out there has a happy uh, holiday season. We uh, we're not <clears throat> we're not breaking the chain. We'll be back next week with more fantastical interviews and uh look out for our, our last show of the year has our top 10 list and that's the entire show we're just gonna be talking about top 10s over here that's it uh so i guess we'll see you guys next week with my rims. <laughs> <laughs>